Hey, this is Milan Milan. This is the anticipated Revelation 4. I don't know if you've been anticipating it. I've been anticipating it. I've been waiting. And this is what I've come to say today. We're going to go through Revelation 4. However, I don't know if we're going to have room to really get into Revelation 5. So, I'm sorry. It is what I... What I'm saying is, it's an in-depth book, okay? It's not a hard-to-understand book, but it is in-depth that it has so many different meanings and so many different things could, they just kind of like flow into another one, okay? So I'm just going to give you a brief synopsis of Revelation, and then we're going to get right into the study today. And I do thank all of you for listening and for sharing and for studying because that is how we build our relationship with Christ is by study. And that is how we uh, do what his word says is to share the gospel by sharing. Okay. And I'm not saying you have to share this podcast. What I'm saying is you share the good news with others. Tell other people how you were saved, right? And it's only that we have salvation through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Yeshua. He died and he rose again, literally. Um, Read Romans 10, verse 9 through 13. But here's the brief synopsis of the book of Revelation. So you know this is a vision that John was given on the island called Patmos. And chapter one is the past tense. Chapter two and three are the present tense, okay? Chapters four through 22 are future tense. And even in the book of Revelation, it speaks of um, past, present, and future. So to break down chapters four through 22 a little bit more, chapters four through five, is the vision that he saw of the church in heaven. Chapter 6 through 19, I know it's a lot, but chapter 6 through 19 is the tribulation that is on the entire world, okay, over the whole earth. Chapter 20 is the millennium for a thousand years, right? No, millennium is a thousand years. So this is this is the millennium in chapter 20. And chapters 21 through 22 are descriptions of the new heaven and the new earth. All right. So you have that. Let's continue. So what we're going to do is we're going to read chapter 4. And after I go through chapter four, I'm going to break it down as best I can. However, I will say always study. You study to show that self-approved. You take it to the Father in prayer. You take notes while you're studying, however you need to do it. You know the best way that you study, right? What may work for one may not work for the other. But I do know for me personally, notes help because as I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, wait, what is this? And 
I have a question, I'll jot it down and I'll continue to read. And I can take that back in prayer and then wait for a revelation and right, wait for our Father to explain it to me, to make it make sense for me. All right, so here we go. Chapter 4. This is the scene is the throne room, all right? So just imagine the throne room. After these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here and I will show you which things which must take place after this. Immediately, I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one set on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald around the throne were 24 thrones and on the thrones i saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes and they had crowns of gold on their heads and from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and do not rest day or night, saying, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So, that's Revelation 4. And like I said, it's a lot to get into. So, this is what we're going to do. Revelation 4, we already know the setting of this vision is the throne room of heaven, right? So the throne room of heaven, starting at Revelation 6 when it says, And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four beasts, full of eyes before and behind all right so breaking this down oh goodness as best as possible a sea of glass right there is no sea in heaven 21 verse 1 
all right, in Revelation. But the crystal pavement that serves as the floor of God's throne stretches out like a great glistening sea. Now compare that to Ezekiel 24, 10, okay? The sea of glass, um, it's very much like the labor in the tabernacle in the wilderness, okay? Um, around the throne, you talk about the four beasts, okay? They have full of eyes. So full of eyes would be like an attribute of our God. So these angels have a comprehensive knowledge and perception, right? And the eyes is basically saying like it's wisdom or intelligence, right? Like they can see, like like they know, okay? Just like our God. These beings um, looking before and behind, it could mean that they look um, into past times and they also look in the forward as in things to come. So these living ones or these like living beings, um, they also denote the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So when they start talking in Revelation 4 about the four beasts, when it said the first is like a lion, right? It is a symbolic language that we're um, reading in Revelation 4. Um, might see most of Revelation, I would say, is like symbolic. Okay, so... The first is like a lion, right? And that would be how John compares these four uh, beings of God's earthly creations. So in Ezekiel indicated that every cherubim had like four attributes and the likeness of a lion symbolizes strength and power. Now, the second one was like a calf. That is like the humble service, right, to God. The third one had a face um, of a man. Well, it's like a man. That's the likeness of man showing that they are rational beings, right? And then the fourth one uh, was flying like an eagle. So the cherubim, to fulfill their service to God with the swiftness of eagles' wings, right? So the four beasts each had six wings. They were full of eyes. They did not rest day or night. And they were saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Which was and is and is to come. Sorry if I didn't say that right. So, holy, holy, holy is the cry that these heavenly creatures um, who know God as he really is has been suggested that holy is directed to one of the members of the Trinity. So then these creatures remind us of the one who is to come 
the return of Christ is guaranteed in the words of these heavenly hosts. Look for that in Acts 1, verses 9 through 11. Um, the angelic beings describe how Christ will literally return in like manner as we have seen him go. So here, these angels in heaven reaffirm that promise. Hmm, amen. Scripture definitely defines scripture. So the six wings spoken of in Isaiah 6 shows the humility, the obedience, and the reverence to our Father. Right? So the number six um, that these wings could be like the six six work days right um because if you think about it when in creation when god was creating the entire earth on the seventh day he rested so that these wings show work and activity six work days it could be that one of their tasks was to proclaim the holiness of our God. Okay. And when it says, which was and is and is to come, it just furthers that the thought that it shows us that the eternity um, of the three in one, right? So... We know it's God the Father, God the Son, and God his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So in 1 John 5, 7, um, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, which is Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one, holy, holy, holy now looking briefly at revelation 4 still verse 9 when it talks about when and when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him who sit that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever this is when the beasts give glory honor and thanks that is never ending right it's a never ending thing so the four gospels have proclaimed this in the past they're proclaiming it now and they will proclaim it for all of eternity the giving of honor goes on and on and on right the giving of thanks is the spirit of god the trinity so revelation uh, verse sorry verse 10 says um the four and 24 elders they fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne right that part is that the very presence of god is a normal thing to fall down at his feet the 24 elders fall down before him they show great humility at the presence of god and a deep respect and honor that should be given is given. So to him that sat on the throne, 
is very interesting because God the Father is on the central throne, but immediately on his right hand, God the Son, Jesus, Yeshua, the throne encompasses both the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Did you catch that? The throne encompasses both the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So the word worship must be understood by so many that we, when we sing it in our songs and we use it in our prayers, but we truly know how to worship, right? Do we? So <laughs> churches call Sunday services like worship, but again, very little true worship goes on, okay? The word that was translated worship and here it means absolute reverence to God to adore him that's true worship one of the meanings of the word um, to kiss like a dog licking his master's hand about humility and adoration of God is what it really means. And for you pet owners, you you understand what I'm saying. Crazy loyal, right? Crazy loyal. Your puppies, your dogs. Loyal. Okay. So if you get that, and I'm not calling you a dog, I'm telling you, (laughs) I'm using that as an analogy. Like, understand that. Like, if you get that, then you get what I'm saying when I say about true worship, right? So, casting out their crowns is aware that God alone is responsible for the rewards that they've received. God alone is responsible for the rewards that they've received. In Revelation 4, verses, of course, Revelation 4, verse 11, where it speaks about, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure thy were, they were created. They, they are and were created. Sorry, chop that up. For thou hast created all things is... It is basically that the creator who set out um, to redeem his creation, right? That's just like when he took the scroll, okay? Um, He's proclaiming ownership back of the earth. He's taking it back. The title deed, as one would say, you can look back and say, you know, he's taking back his authority. He's taking back what's his. Okay. So we basically see the worthiness of God and why he should be praised. And God is a jealous God. He will not allow the believer to mess around with false gods. Right? Like he is our creator. Like really just let that sink in. He is the creator. The only creator. So why would you mess around with false gods? What have they done for you? What could they do for you? Not a doggone thing. 
<laughs> no pun intended about the early one. So how could we compare the creator to all of his creations, right? So we basically just must recognize that our God is supreme to all others in every way. Before the world existed, he spoke and it became. The power of his word created all things that we know. It created all things we know. He literally spoke it and it became into existence. Look in Genesis 1 verse 3. It says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Just that simple. Then God said, let there be light and there was light who's speaking things into existence nobody our god is though our god is that's how powerful he is that is how powerful he is so he's definitely worthy to be praised So what I would like is for you to get into your Bibles, those love letters that I'm always talking about, right? Go over Revelation 4. If I didn't break this down clear enough, um, go into prayer. You can shoot me a message, but honestly, and I'll do my best to explain it, I promise. But honestly, I will always say, because I'm not here to take away nothing from nobody. I'm here to serve my father, serve you as your sister in Christ. I am available, but I'm always going to point you to our father. I'm always going to tell you to pray about it. I'm always going to say, study your word, because honestly, that's how we each, each one of us, that's how we all build our relationship with our father you can't just go off of what i'm telling you how i'm interpreting this uh the word and it is spirit filled spirit led okay however the same way that our father is directing me he will direct you if you allow him to so i'm saying to you as you listen to me on this podcast pray about everything study your word that is how you build your relationship with our father it is not a religion it is a relationship nowhere in the bible did jesus ever say follow this religion he said follow me people have made it into a religion and then like people do we get messy right so what we do messy people we start making different sects of that religion right so you got people who are baptists you got people who are uh orthodox and methodists and all kinds of sects i don't even know how many sects i don't even really care i don't even want to look into how many sects it is what i'm telling you is that is not what yeshua said not what he said at all 
said, follow me. And we follow him. We follow what these love letters said to our best ability. We literally give him our whole hearts. We literally put all of our trust in him. We literally like just pray and talk to him all day. Like all day, all day. I promise you, your life is going to be so much better than it was before you was talking to him all day. When you start building your relationship with him, I'm not telling you that it's never going to be issues because that's a that's a lie and i'm not here i'm not here to be lying to you okay but when you follow him and you literally give him i know i said literally so much but when you and i i mean it though when you give him your whole heart and you humble yourselves you repent meaning you turn away from whatever the sins is that you're doing right any and the sin is whatever don't line up with his word it's not an opinion it's the truth it's what his word says are sins and you turn away from him because his when we follow him we're under his protection And so when you do face those attacks, those spiritual attacks, you're protected by the most high God. You're protected by our King. And because we've already established that he's the creator of heaven and earth and everything in it. And there's no one more powerful than our creator. You're good. Like, it's nothing you need to be worried about. And I say that lightly, but I say it honestly. I myself sometimes struggle with situations in life. And I'm like looking up like, okay, but you see this. Like, real talk. You see this. And then I go into prayer and I literally pray against all spiritual warfare. Because when you don't follow Christ... The people who are not choosing to put him first can easily be used by the enemy. There is no gray area with our father. None, right? So if there's no gray area with him, you don't ride the fence. You're either for him or you're against him. If you're not for him, baby, you are against him. And if you're against him, trust me, you can easily be used and manipulated to work against the kingdom of God. And when you do that and you start attacking his children, understand that he's going to come back and you're going to get God if you do not repent. And I don't take back anything I literally just said. You have to repent. I had to repent. I am not pointing my finger like I'm sitting all up here, right? And you all below. No, I'm telling you the way to get to Christ, the way to truly know him, the way that you're going to get into heaven and be at peace and be at rest and remind you it's for an eternity. It's to put him first, to make him Lord over your life. When you put him first, your life starts to change the holy spirit dwells in you right and things that used to be interesting ain't even interesting no more 
He will remove all of the toxins that we once enjoyed and replace them with so many beautiful things that are way more fulfilling. And then you looking back like, I don't even care about that no more. Yeah, I bet you don't. Because the Holy Spirit cleanses. Like he literally comes in and start <laughs> pulling out all of the things that that's, that's killing you, right? And, and you continuing to trust God, he's going to give you back like so much more than what he took away. So if we just look in Romans really quick, Romans 10 verse 9 through 13 it says this literally (laughs) that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I hope you got that. Let's sink in. Pray about what we've went over today pray about every single thing and just give it to God it is the best decision you could ever make guaranteed and there are not a lot of guarantees in this life but that's a guaranteed promise I love you all be blessed 